The title is Blessed. Psalm 1. The Psalm 1 tells us in a concise way what the whole of the book of Psalms is all about. It gives us truth by a graphic contrast between the righteous and the wicked. It's similar to the teaching of Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount. Enter through the narrow gate. A wide is the gate and broad the way that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. The small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only few find it. This psalm deals with two ways or paths. The way of the righteous or the way of the wicked. These are the only two ways in life. There is no middle way. The psalm starts with, blessed is a person, and in some uh, editions of the Bible it's happy as a person. But I prefer blessed, for a reason, I'll tell you that later. The righteous are blessed by God, and to be blessed is to be under God's care and protection. It means to be at peace, to be content, to be happy. This state of blessedness or happiness is not a reward. It is a result of a particular type of life. Just as a tree which has constant water supply will naturally flourish, so the two, the person who avoids evil and delights in God's law naturally prospers. But such a person is living in accordance with the plan of the giver of life. It does not mean, however, that one will always experience, uh, will be free from sorrow or suffering. It doesn't mean that we'll always have prosperity, material prosperity. The blessings of God above all are spiritual. They begin in this life and they continue and realized in the next. Now the psalmist describes the righteous first by contrast. He tells us what this person does not do. He does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. He does not stand in the way of sinners. He does not sit in the person uh, seat of mockers. It is inconceivable of one who delights in God's law should do any of these things, for the Bible is his or her constant companion. Then the psalmist tells us what the righteous does do. That person delights in the law of the Lord and meditates on it throughout his waking hours. To meditate on the law doesn't mean just a quiet time or today. Now it just means uh, memorizing verses of the Bible, though these practices are good. It means, above all, putting the Lord's word into practice in one's daily life. The blessed are those who love God and try to obey his commandments. They're not perfect, they're not sinless, but they have, base, have made a basic life choice to serve God and live according to his law. And that blessed person is described like a tree. The Lord provides the water, living water, as described in John chapter 4. And as a result, the tree bears fruit. Whatever he or she does in accordance with God's will, will 
prosper and that is bear spiritual fruit. The wicked are obviously, obviously opposite to the righteous. As the righteous delight in the law of God, the wicked despise it and have no time for it. The wicked are bound to nothing. They bear no lasting fruit. They're blown away like chaff. They may not be blown away in this, this world. We may complain that they seem to be the bonds of the process, don't we? But they surely will in the next. In the final judgment, God, when God judges all mankind, the wicked will not withstand God's judgment. They will not be included in the assembly of the righteous. That is the community of believers who are accepted by God and enjoy his fellowship. There is a vivid contrast between the plant, a tree planted by streams of water and the chaff blown away by the wind. One is stable and flourishing, one is lifeless and sterile. And the root of the practical difference between them is how they think. This is their contrasting attitude towards the law of the Lord. How we think determines how we live. The one person who life reminds us of a fruitful, never withering tree delights in the law. The other, whose life reminds us of wind-blown chaff, does not. That is the difference. That and nothing more. It's all the difference in the world. It is a watershed in every person's life. Now let's remind ourselves of what a watershed is. It's a geographical boundary between two slopes. At its peak, the dividing line may be barely discernible, but the destination of water running down two slopes may be hundreds or thousands of miles apart. In Switzerland, there is a, a high ridge. One portion of the snow, when it melts, goes down one valley, and obviously snow nearby goes down another valley. One valley leads to the Rhine, leads to the cold North Sea, the other leads to the river Rhone, and lands up in the warm Mediterranean. In the Rocky Mountains of America, you'd have snow eventually landing in the Pacific Ocean, and then slowly by another slope lands up in the Gulf of Mexico. And the region a mere hair's breadth apart. At the end, continents apart. So spiritually, the great divide between Christians and non-Christians is their attitude towards the Word of God, the Bible. Belief or unbelief. Belief is a commitment to a truth confess. This belief is not merely intellectual. In the Bible, in Scripture, belief is not head knowledge. It is commitment to a truth confessed. Unbelief is anything short of that. And the essence of the great divide is the condition of the heart. Regenerate or unregenerate. As Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again, born of water and of the Holy Spirit either reconciled to God through faith in the Lord Jesus our Saviour or still at war with him and as the Apostle Paul said still in trespasses and sins when Moses spoke to the Israelites shortly before their entry into the promised land he said 
Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with your strength. These commandments I give you today are to be upon your heart. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you're at home or walking along the road. When you lie down and when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write on the door frames of your houses and on the gates. Why was it so important that Israel do this? Because focusing on the commandments of God, they will live in obedience to God and be blessed. Without obedience, they will not prosper. As Moses put it later, See, I set before you life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today, love the Lord your God, walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments, decrees and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away, and you're not obedient, and you're drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you this day that you will surely be destroyed. You will not live long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. And exactly the same that uh, was said to Joshua. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore unto your forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate it upon it day and night so you'll be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Now the Apostle James gives the same message in his letter of chapter 1. The man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in whatever he does. Don't be mistaken that casual, sporadic attention to the word of God is all that is needed for godly living. Not so. Each of these passages emphasizes the need of constant and careful study of the word of God. Notice that the righteous person doesn't obey God, uh, God's law only as a duty or obligation. The righteous person takes delight in the law for the believer following the law is not a burden it's a blessing God gave us the law for our good for our happiness therefore we can delight in it to obey the law brings freedom, well-being and a clear conscience for it leads to fellowship with God for believers to obey the law is a delight indeed blessed are those who love the word of God the Bible and obeys it consistently and therefore becomes stable and spiritually fruitful in everything she or he does. As was pastor put it, preaching on Psalm 1, a Bible that is falling apart usually belongs to a person who isn't. 
The student was home for vacation. His mother asked him what he was going to do that day. He said, well, I'm going to toss a coin. If it's heads, I'll go out with my friends. If it's tails, I'll stop in and listen to CDs. If it lands on the rim, I will revise and study for my exams. There's not a third option in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus said there was a broad way that leads to destruction and narrow way that leads to life. There's not a third choice in Psalm 1. One is either blessed or one is in the way of the wicked and will be judged accordingly. So let's be along the blessed, won't we? Because we try and live according to the teachings that we read of in the Bible the word of God. Amen.